Welcome to the Personal Trainers Who Care podcast. My name is Catherine Marion, and I am a personal trainer and manager at the Freeform Fitness Wellington location. And I will also be your host as we get to know another member of our incredible team. Here we share the stories of our personal trainers because at the heart of every fitness business is a passionate individual who cares about changing lives and helping others realize their full health potential. This podcast is a production of Freeform Fitness, a boutique-style personal training studio with six locations across Ottawa, Canada. Here we hire the very best personal trainers. They are ambitious, hardworking team players who know how to get their clients' results. Our trainers provide expert personal training services in studio and also online, and every program is tailored to the individual needs of the client. If you would like to know more about Freeform Fitness, be sure to visit us at freeformfitness.ca. In today's episode, we're going to talk to Stephanie Bolduc, a personal trainer at our Byward Market location and also at our Bleed location. Stephanie has been with Freeform Fitness since April of this year, April 2021. And aside from her personal training certification, Steph also has over 200 hours of Hartha Yoga teacher training and is working on her certification in a course called Understanding a Fit Pregnancy. Interesting fact, she claims to have a talent for injuring herself. We're going to have to ask her about that soon. Welcome to today's edition of the Personal Trainers Who Care podcast. Thanks for joining us, Tiffany. How are you doing? Oh, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Look, uh, I love this thing where when I ask you, you know, give me some interesting facts. And the first thing on the list was, well, I'm really good at injuring myself. And I thought, and she's a personal trainer. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at injury, injury prevention too, but uh, I, yeah, I'm just accident prone. <laughs> I, it, injury and injury is actually what brought me to uh, become a personal trainer and get my yoga teacher training as well. But um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty clumsy and I break a lot of things. So try not to have too many expensive things around me. Okay. So, all right. Now you just said I break a lot of things. I, I have to hear about that because so have I. So tell me what you've broken. Oh, well, so I don't mean bones, but I mean like dishes. And oh, <laughs> I've, broken, I've broken a lot of bones. So we're both in, the, oh, okay. we're both in that, you know, klutzy. Yeah. Yeah. So like a uh, few concussions, um, my toe my arm and my foot. Any interesting stories surrounding that? Like, you know, some people go, you know, I stubbed my toe on a chair, but really, really what they did is, you know, they were mountain climbing in. <laughs> well, my most interesting concussion uh, is, was during a yoga class, which actually, yeah. <laughs> so it, um, it was a few different things happened, but I can be very, uh, motivated very easily so it was like come on we're gonna do this and I was like yeah I'm gonna do this I'm gonna balance on my hands and I didn't have the proper uh, information going into the pose nor did I have the proper preparation I wasn't strong enough to hold myself up but I went into it and I was like I did it so I'm gonna do it again and I didn't have the proper strength and so I fell right uh, in the middle of my head right Caroline and um recovery was about two years um, really? because it wasn't my first one and wow. yeah so I'm very thankful that concussions now are becoming um, or knowledge about concussion concussion recovery and all that stuff's becoming 
um, more out there for people who have concussions. So they have resources and, and uh, recovery and all that stuff, because it's so, so important. It's, it's no longer like stay off your screen for a week and stay in a dark room. That's, that's not all that's involved. So that's so interesting because although we're, you know, we're, we're both, both of us sort of making light of this being klutzes, mm -hmm. if you will, some of these things can lead to, you know, even though it's a klutzy moment, if you will, it can lead to mm -hmm. serious, you know, to serious injury, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's like the funny things like, you know, a bottle of olive oil fell out of my cupboard and so I'm trying to clean it up, but obviously the floor is slippery and so you fall and then you're covered in olive oil. <laughs> True story, but I, you know, it happens. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, sometimes it's, it's not so funny, but. Um, of course. Well, you were saying, you know, just a moment ago that an injury is what led you to personal training. And that was going to be my next question. How did you know you wanted to be a personal trainer? So how, how did that happen for you? So um, it was a bit of a, of a mixed uh, journey. So I can probably the best way to start it is how I got into weight training and all that stuff is uh, when I was 16, I have an older sister who's two years older and she was uh, joining the military. My dad's in the military. So she was training for her boot camp. So my dad's like, why don't I bring you to the gym too? And I'll show you how to use the different things. Um, so that's kind of how I started. I learned all the different things that he showed me. And uh, I didn't really know that like personal training was something until I came to Ottawa. I, came, I went to university and I got a personal trainer at, um, at un in university. And I was kind of like, this is your job? that's so cool. Like, this is what you do like all day. Like, that's awesome. And she showed me a bunch of stuff and I kept going through university, but it kind of always is in the back of my mind. So, um, in about 2010, I actually registered to take my personal training certificate, but then, um, I moved to the UK instead. Oh, well, there's another story for later. Yeah, there's another story. So, but it's a, mixed bag, but it was always in the back of my mind. I always loved like uh, doing programming, taking my friends to the gym, showing them what to do. Like I always loved that, that part of it. And um, fast forward to my concussion and yoga class. Um, and it really made me like slow down on my life, realize what's important. Um, Cause I recovered within about two months. And then six months later, what happened? I woke up one day and it was like, had just happened. So I woke up one day and I was like, whoa, my vision is blurred again. I'm really dizzy, pounding headache. So it's post-concussion syndrome, which can happen if you don't recover properly. So then I really took a step back and evaluated my life and what I wanted to do. And my approach to fitness completely changed. It went from like, lift more, push more, uh, you know, intense to this, I get to do this with my body. What a blessing. So now instead of being like, I have to work out, it's I get to work out. Beautiful. You know? So um, I really took a new appreciation for my body and the gift that my body is and what I can and can't do with it. So that inspired me to do my yoga teacher training because obviously it happened in a yoga class and um, I wanted to not that to not happen to anybody else. Um, but personal training was always there, always in the back of my mind. That's where like the true passion was. So finally in COVID, 
uh, had family member pass away. And I think we all learned how to appreciate a bunch of new things. And I was like, now I need to stop talking about it. What am I doing? We're all at home. I'm going to, I'm just going to do it now because I have no excuse and I need to put my, my money where my mouth is, right? Stop saying you still want to do it because life's too short, right? And um, so, yeah, that's kind of what let me hear. <laughs> well, okay. You know, I think all of us remember our personal training courses, right? We remember mm -hmm. taking them, but most of us didn't take them during a pandemic. So what, what was that like? Because for us, it was usually in class, in a gym, mm -hmm. with access to machines and, you know, exams and, you know, what note taking and whatever that is. What was that like yeah. for you? It was super, super different. Um, even like, uh, thank goodness for Zoom and like how you can break out rooms and all that stuff. But um, there was advantages and disadvantages, right? You, you can't be there to see and uh, manipulate or touch being like, this is what you should feel. Like, this is how your shoulders should feel. So a lot of that, I was thankful. I had the years of knowledge of doing it kind of on my own. So kind of reaffirmed that I was doing things right. Um, but then I got to be in my pajamas, so. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And I think it went well because I started training online right away, you know, uh, and not seeing people. So it kind of put me in that um, that space of what you can do virtually versus in person. And how is that? Because um, we haven't touched on that a lot in the other podcasts, but that's how we had to transition all of us. So for mm -hmm. me, you know, it, I, you know, I'm six years into this. For you, you were just beginning with others, not necessarily in your personal life, but with others. Our goal is to always train with a person, a live living yes. person in front of us. So how did you find that adjustment? Do, okay, two things. Do they even, did they even teach you some of that during your personal training course? Because you were happy, it was happening in the middle of a pandemic? Or did you have to kind of learn that on your own? How to deal, how to do this over a computer? Yeah, they most, I mostly learned it on my own. I started teaching, I teach group fitness as well. And I got in a little bit of in-person and that switched to, to online. Um, so I kind of learned it as I went along, but it was, we had already been used to the Zoom calls and all of that stuff. So the technology and having to adjust and positioning your camera and all that stuff I kind of had already learned, especially in the course, because we're doing like we're lying on the ground, then we're up, then, you know, so we had to learn the different angles and a proper room and how to assess someone virtually right. versus in person, because it's super different. You're even further away and you have to be like, okay, now rotate and rotate. Oh no, too far, rotate back. Oh no, do what you were doing. So it takes a lot longer. And I think that, um, in the very, very beginning, we were all worried. This was new for everybody. This whole situation, you know, it's not like this mm -hmm. had ever happened before. And I know that for all of us, our clients were so open-hearted to it. Like this is the new reality. So if I have to reposition mm -hmm. six times, that's okay because we're learning as we go. And this, you know, is better than not training at all, right? Yes, exactly. If I have to adapt if I have to you know go grab my suitcase and fill it with books or whatever uh, I will do that because it, it's also the realization 
I think more people are realizing that we get to work out. We don't have, you know, have to, I mean, at some times our doctor says you have to work out, but it's also, we get to work out. I love that. I really, I need to remember that. I think that's really well said because you're right. We're fortunate because we, we get to work out. We, we can move our body. It's after like, you know, two years, I wasn't able to move my body because I would get too dizzy and, you know, all of the things you take for granted until you don't have them anymore. Um, and I think that also, um, led me to a more balanced approach to fitness, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because I had never gained weight before, for example, and I was put on a medication. I had gained, um, a significant amount of weight. So I had to go through the weight loss journey myself, which I had, had always been really fit. So I had never had to do that. So it gave me a new perspective and I definitely have a way more balanced and, um, approach of like positivity in terms of like, yeah, this is an opportunity. I have an opportunity to move my body and being a personal trainer is like, for me, it's a blessing and it's a privilege to be able to help people move their body and be healthier. I suppose as well that when someone comes to you and they say, you know, it's too difficult for me. I'm not sure I can do this. You can relate your personal story to them. And that, that must be a light bulb moment for some of those people. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, you know, it's making fitness accessible to everyone. And, you know, a great thing about Freeform is we're not that big box gym. There's not a ton of people doing all these crazy things that intimidate people who, who might not have that approach. And like, we meet you, like, I meet you where you are. If you can't balance on one foot, that's fine, but we'll get you there. If that's your goal, um, I'll meet you wherever you are. And, and we'll just, go forward from there um yeah that's really great um so you took the steps to become a personal trainer you took the classes and then next thing you know you you know you're working um in two locations right now so you're yeah in the, in the market in, in and in the glebe and um you know people are starting to come back right you know right now we're we're taping this still in in the middle of a pandemic years where people are still wearing their masks and still being cautious but isn't there a feeling of relief where you you find that people are just so glad to be able to, you know, move, lift, push, you know, get to the floor, do things in, in, a, in a healthier kind of muscle way, if you will. Yes, definitely. It's, um, well, seeing people again <laughs> is one thing being like, ah, oh, you're a person, I get to see you. Um, and being able to have like at home, you know, and I, I didn't buy any, like I didn't invest in my personal gym until a year in the pandemic because I prefer to get out, like get of where I live. Um, And so I get that people don't want to invest. So we did the best we could with what we had, but yeah, getting back to the heavier weights, the bars, you know, um, the stuff that we don't have for most people at home. So what is the strangest thing that one of your clients used as a weight when you were training online um mine was a bottle of windshield washer fluid i thought that's okay genius. yeah that's genius <laughs> yeah we had um milk jugs oh know, nice and then you can just fill them water sand yeah. i've also done suitcases get your travel suitcase that, i didn't yeah. think about that very smart yeah so it got you got your creative brain yeah. thinking right you're like what can, what can I put? What can we do? Bag of potatoes and 
Like, I um, used a dictionary. Do you have a dictionary to do offset exercises? You know, oh, I don't have a dictionary, but I have a Stephen King book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So all thinking out of, out of the box. And it really helped to explain like, these are functional movements, carrying your groceries, you low row your suitcase, your um, suitcase, well, your suitcase, um, or your, your groceries. Think of like putting your groceries from the shopping cart, you, you know, row up into your, your truck or something like that. Yeah. Um, or I always joke with the suitcase. I'm like, we're just preparing for when we can travel again. That's okay. We're, you know, when your <laughs> is on that travel thing and you have to haul it off, like this is just when that time happens, you'll be ready. <laughs> Fabulous. All right, let's go back to um, some of your learning. So obviously for you, yeah. being able to continue to learn is really important. So you didn't just yeah. do personal training. You've got the Hartha, or Hatha, sorry, yoga That's teaching. Right. You, you've got those 200 hours. And then you also have the um, understanding of fit pregnancy. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about, I do not know. Okay, first of all, I should be doing yoga. I really know I should be doing yoga but I haven't ever. Isn't that terrible? So <laughs> explain it to me because maybe others out there listening to us don't know. What is, what is this particular type of yoga about? Um, so this is more your, like your catch all. Like if you went to a yoga studio and they had like a hot yoga or like a power yoga or a flow yoga, um, that's mostly hatha. Um, yoga when you talk about like yin is another accreditation and why it's another accreditation is because you're holding a pose for longer so you need a bit more knowledge right because you're holding a pose for longer you could uh, potentially do more damage if you're not properly um, certified okay now or like a, a, um, like layman's terms <laughs> to make error is it's more like the general yoga that you see. Awesome. Now you, you have this information. How do you bring that into your personal training in the gym? This this um, yoga yeah. gym. So I um it's definitely ha um helped me in my way of thinking. I'm definitely more of a relaxed person. Um since taking it, I apply it to like my daily life mindfulness, my my view of of how I approach stressful situations. I bring my yoga practice to training in terms of how we end our workout. So uh, a lot of people wanna increase flexibility. So I have that knowledge there. And for my clients that are uh, more stressed, stressful jobs and stuff, um, it helps out if they're one of my last clients of the day, if there's no one else in, in the gym, I will, um, put on some like meditation music or some calming music. And we'll just lie there in a chest opening pose because most of us sit at a computer all day and I'll just have them lie there, it's silent. We have that music going to really like relax them um, before we get up and uh, they continue on with their day or go to bed or, or what have you. Wow, that, and you know, that ties into how personal our personal training is. You know, what we do at Freeform Fitness, it's really geared towards you and what's happening right in the moment, right when you're coming into the gym. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's really great. Okay, so we're getting the yoga thing going on. Now, what about understanding a fit pregnancy, which is the name of, of this course that you're taking? It's the name, yeah. It's, yeah, that's um, really interesting. Yeah, so um, women's bodies go through a lot of change when uh, 
while preparing to carry a child, but when carrying a child and shortly after. And, uh, you know, many of my friends and family have children. And, uh, and so I wanted to have uh, that knowledge because a lot of things change in a female's body while she carries a child and even after. And uh, I wanted to have that knowledge so that if anyone came to me and, and was pregnant, was planning to be pregnant or had just had a child or even had a child a few um, years ago, like understanding the pelvic floor and all of that stuff. Um, I really wanted to know that. So that's why I took register for the course. And we're seeing much more of that. I think that, you know, perhaps decades ago, you know, in a, in a different era, pregnant women weren't really working out. It's not that they were doing nothing. It's just that, it, you know, the thought was, you know, you're pregnant, you, you're carrying a child, you're going to be careful. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas now we're seeing pregnant women in the gym, like they are lifting, you know, they, they are oh, yeah. still squatting up to a certain extent, you know, obviously yeah. all with their doctor's permission. Well, you know, we, we, we always understand that there are high risk pregnancies. And so before mm -hmm. you do anything, uh, before you do anything new and or continuing, we make sure that the, the doctor's on board, but nothing really stops you from continuing to, to keep yourself strong and fit, right? Exactly, exactly. If you're not a high risk pregnancy and you have, yeah, a number one obviously is your doctor's clearance. Um, and, you know, um, but yeah, you can work up, work out until you have your child. And then if everything goes well after six weeks, you can come back. Um, so just knowing what uh, the body can and can't do, and because the body changes, um, the hips move, muscles are stretching. So don't want to be aware of those things. And obviously of the things like a pregnant woman shouldn't do like crunches, for example, you know, I know that, but knowing that and knowing more about that and, and options so that I can accommodate um, a pregnant client. Fabulous. So when we go back to, um, you know, our clients, this brings us to how varied they can be, right? Mm -hmm. You you know, someone like you, we're talking about yoga and we're talking about uh, pregnancy, but that opens up the door to all sorts of clients, whether they're, you know, we've in, I know in our gym, we've got a 15, 16 year olds athletes and I've got senior citizens that have just had hip replacement, correct? So mm -hmm. these are the, you know, the whole gamut of clients are the people that you yes. have, isn't it? Yes, exactly. And that's the whole, like, I want to meet you where you are, wherever, whatever age group you're in, whatever gender, um, and whatever fitness level, it's completely, uh, customized for you. Right. That, like I meet you where you are. I always ask my clients to tell me one thing they absolutely hate about like exercise and the one thing they hate because they can't do, because there's a difference there. Good point. Like, I hate push-ups. Well, why? Because I can't do them versus like, I hate running. Okay. Well, I don't like, I, I hate running. I don't want to run. Okay, fine. But you hate push-ups because you can't do them. So those are two different things I'm hearing. So, okay, maybe I won't, I won't make you run, but I'm going to make you do push-ups because you're going to get better at them. So then you won't hate them. And that's one of the things that I like to do. So I want them to enjoy their workout as well. Wonderful. So what are some of the biggest things that you think that you've learned along the way? Because sometimes we, we take the classes and we know things and then we start training for real and we're like, wow, it's not exactly the same as, you know, what they 
that textbook, if you will, to being yeah. live and in person with someone, be it online or, or side by side. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going into, you know, the knowledge of, I knew everyone's fitness levels different, but also realizing quite quickly that everyone's body awareness is very different. So some people I'll be like, retract your shoulder blades and boom, they go, they go back. And then they're like, what does, what does retract mean? Like, how do I feel that? Or engage your core. Some people know, some people don't. And like, so that's one thing I learned right away. That's one perk of being in front of a person because you can see right away. Virtually, um, I had to learn and adapt. If I wasn't quite getting it, then we moved on. We did something different. Where in person, I could kind of keep um, adjusting. Uh, but online, it was like, okay, let's let's take it from another angle here. Um, so yeah, fitness level was something I already knew, but yeah, everyone has a different level of body awareness. Um, and that comes with time. The other thing I learned is I get very uh, focused on anatomy and not everyone needs to learn all the different like terms, right? I could, cause I'm always like, oh, I need to remember what the name of this or that or that is. Well, your clients don't care what a rhomboid is. Like <laughs> they're just like, okay, I'm doing a back move. And this is going to help me have a stronger back. And, and, you know, this is going to help me lift heavier things. They don't, for the most, we'll have some of them, but for the most part, they just the basic knowledge. They don't need to, they don't uh, care to know all the in-depth science, but I have some clients that do, which is also great, but that's also, you know, finding out what kind of trainer they want as well. Right. Talk about like how this applies to your life. Do you just want me to be like, yeah, let's go. Or do you want me to be like, this is what we're doing. This is the muscles that's going to help you're, you know, this is why we're doing it. And then we're going to do this. And this is why we're doing this after this, yeah. um, finding out that information too. So they can feel like they're getting the most out of our sessions. And oftentimes, um, personal training relationships built, right? Cause mm-hmm. we're getting to know each other. We are getting to know you as a, as a client. Um, mm-hmm. physically, but also who you are as a person. And so yes. over the course of, you know, whether you start with our eight intro sessions and then continue on after that, relationships get built and then you, you can pick up on each other's cues and just everything's, there's like a, this natural flow that ends up happening over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say to people, it's like finding a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. You wanna, you, you're gonna be vulnerable with a personal trainer. We're gonna get, in like uncomfortable positions together as well. Um, and there's a sense of vulnerability. And I, I wanna create a safe space to have room for that, to accept that vulnerability, but I want the person to feel comfortable and I wanna feel comfortable as well, right? So it's finding that, yeah, that groove together, getting to know each other, being comfortable together so that we can go through this journey and get our clients to that goal. Before we go on to some personal stuff, which I think is always lots of fun because that's how we get to know our trainers, right? Um, I think sometimes people hear us talk about personal training and they hear the the words personal training and they hear the word gym and all they see are dumbbells and barbells and, Hmm. you know, heavy lifting and loud bangs. And I find that the more often we can remind people that there's so much more 
to personal training than mm-hmm. dumbbells and barbells, wouldn't you say? Oh, a hundred. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's the same when we talk about yoga, like we were talking about, there's something in fitness and the gym for everybody. And that's the great thing about personal training is we will find out what you like, what you don't like, and we'll work with you and we'll accentuate what you like. We'll find, we'll find, and we'll find something that you like, because yeah, not everyone's going to be like, I don't want to bench press my own weight. Like that's just not my goal. Say that's my goal, but (laughs) you know, that's not everyone's goal and that's okay. You know, the great thing about personal training is the personal part. It's we make it for you. We will, you know, if functional movements for you, if, if, um, lifting heavies for you, uh, being more athletic, whatever that, that may be, that's the great part of personal training. It's, it's not that standard cookie cutter gym. That's right. Completely customized. Yeah. Fabulous. All right. So let's talk about you a little bit. So we already know that you've had some injuries and everything is good now. And that's sort of how you got into, you know, the whole personal training thing. Mm -hmm. But what do you do on your downside? What do you do when you're not personal training and you get to sort of relax? Relax. Yeah. Um, I like to pretend I'm a cat and just have a nap in a sunbeam. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't love a good nap? A good nap, a fuzzy blanket. I'm like, cats have the best life. Um, (laughs) But I enjoy, I always say like a, I, I like to think I'm a crafter, but I'm really not. I just like to do like little crafty things, get some like creative juices flowing. Um, I love reading and learning new things. So I always have, I always have a few books on the go because I like to have like fiction that I can fall asleep to, but I like to have like something that I'm learning. So like right now I have a, a bunch of <laughs> all over the place, a bunch of like fitness books. So learning more about different parts of fitness and then um, you know, I have a dog, so going on long walks with him and, you know, getting to see my friends again now that we have a bit more freedom. Yeah. Right. And, you know, you said that you lived in the UK for a little while. That must have been exciting. How long were you there for? Yeah, I was there for three and a half years. Wow. Um, I moved there. I did some school in um, Edmonton. So I went to Ottawa U, did my undergrad. I did a postgrad in Edmonton in public relations. So not fitness oriented at all. all right. And then I was having trouble finding a job. It was, uh, you know, there was a lot of things uh, affected by the recession then. So, uh, and uh, my best friend lived there with her husband. She met him while she was over there. So I was going to go visit, but instead I, uh, I was like, why don't I go get um, with the Commonwealth? We can get a, a visa. I worked there for two years and I loved it so much. I wasn't ready to come back. So I did my master's um, while I was there and, and worked a bit as well and got to travel some. And then, yeah, so it was great. It was a lot of fun. And collect postcards along the way, I'm told. Yes. So ever since I was a kid, pretty much everywhere I go, whether it's, you know, in Canada or international, I get a postcard. Um, and then I always used to get three. So I would send one to my grandmother and one to my great aunt. My great aunt passed away, unfortunately. But um, yeah, so I have a box filled with postcards from all over the world from uh, from the time I was little. That's beautiful. Now, my, my next question was going to be, what do you do with all of them? But they're just, they're in a box. They're in a box. So my goal is like eventually, I always say when I buy a house, 
I'm going to do my office or something. Um, just make the, a wall so it would look like wallpaper. Yeah. Postcards. Very cool. Yeah. That's a great mm -hmm. idea. Um, I also want to mention that um, you do some work with the Humane Society. I think that's, I think that's really yeah. wonderful. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So my dog's a rescue and uh, he had, you know, a significant amount of trauma once I once I got him home and got to know him and and we went for training and it was you know it's you know they say 20% dog 80% human but it was so um rewarding and to see the changes in him like he never used to like being pet a dog that doesn't like to be pet he didn't know what love was like so and to see him start to open up and ask for pets and all that stuff I was like this is so rewarding um and they were looking for volunteers at the Humane Society so I applied I got in uh they give you even more training which I brought home to work with my dog and then um from there I did so I was working in adoptions and my morbid brain was like you know they have Adoptions is great because the dogs come in and go out because they get adopted so fast, which is so amazing to see like people that are opening their hearts and their homes to these rescue animals. But I was like, I'm going to, I want to volunteer with the dogs that have just come in, which is very um, rewarding, but also emotionally taxing because you get to see um, the dogs that uh, were found, the dogs that have been abused. Um, the dogs that have to be put down. Uh, oh, so the dogs that are suffering. The dog, yes. And it makes you hate people just a little bit. Um, but it makes you the beauty in life. Like these dogs just want to be loved. And how even they have so much love to give, even if they don't quite know what love is. I mean, the Humane Society has great staff. They work with the problem dogs. As a volunteer, we just go in uh, and work with the dogs that are... Um, you know, they're not too dangerous and stuff like that. They give us proper training. And it was just, you know, it just gives you time to be really mindful and be in that moment. Because you open that cage and that dog's so happy. You bring it outside. Like um, in the wintertime, it was so funny. This dog had just been moved. He had been in like surgery for a long time and in recovery, but he was just moved. So we were able to walk him. And he just rolled, it was winter time, just rolled around in the snow, <laughs> all of the sandbags, he'd like, and then his head would go in. And it's just like, that's amazing. <laughs> you yeah. know, we get so caught up with like social media and work and all of our, you know, and this dog's just rolling around in the snow. So it really, you know, it's very rewarding. It can be hard, but super rewarding. And um, yeah, you know, they just want love. And it was nice and but with COVID obviously um we haven't been able to go in ah, but, um, yeah a lot of people have stepped up though and have fostered a lot of animals which has been amazing and so it's just the staff that are that are working there um now so don't know what the plan is but hmm. well listen I think it's great I think it's great that you're doing that you're helpful with your fellow humans and you're helpful with your fellow canines <laughs> okay listen uh let's go into a few um rapid fire questions yeah so kind of throw it at you and without thinking too much we'll see what you come up with how's that all right okay, great so what is something that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started personal training 
I think I'm going to have to say something I mentioned before is that not everyone is going to want to know about all of the like anatomy things. So not to get so caught up in that and make it more approachable um, and easier to understand and relating it more to everyday life. Got it. Uh, what is the first skill that you like to teach to beginners, beginners in the gym? Uh, brace your core. Nice. Yeah. And why is yeah. that um, Well, it's important because core. everyone was like, I want stronger core. So, hey, that's one. Uh, also protects your thoracic spine. Um, and it's so important to you do that in every move we do. And uh, talking about how people don't have not everyone has body awareness so they're like what what does that even mean um because there's so many terms that are thrown out there like engage your core um belly button to spine you know prepare as if you're going to get sucker punched like there's so many things we can say but it doesn't resonate with everyone sometimes if people like really again and i'm like just think it's extra it's like a bonus ab workout you know, we're doing shoulder press, but you're engaging your core. You're getting your abs working too. Um, so that's the first, one of the first things I do. Um, Cause it's, you know, pretty much every move we do, you're yes. going to have shoulders back, core engaged. Awesome. All right. Now, what do you believe is your most valuable coaching skill? Um, I think it's empathy. So like, uh, understanding where people are coming from, being able to either relate from my personal journey or just being able to um, empathize with where they're coming from. Um, I'm a pretty open person. It, um, I've heard a lot, been through a lot. So it takes a lot to really shock me. Um, so some people are pretty like, like I don't want to tell you this. I'm like, look, I've heard, I've heard almost it, it all. You're not going to shock me. And you're not going to receive judgment from where I'm coming from. It's not my place to judge anybody. Um, so I think that's a big skill. And I hope that it helps people feel comfortable so that they can be their true authentic self. Because when they're open and honest with us, um, it helps us to help them achieve their goals. They're holding back like for example, nutrition, <laughs> they're holding back what they're really eating that can affect their goals. And so if I can build that level of trust and understanding right from the beginning, I think that um, leads to success. Beautiful. I love that. Well, listen, thank you, Stephanie, for joining thank us. You. Oh, and before I go, you are a little bit of fun, aren't you? Yes. I bit bit. <laughs> yes. No, I am. Well, that's a good thing. So that. <laughs> S'il y a des gens francophones qui nous écoutent, ils sont à l'aise, tu pourrais peut-être les comprendre. Même si les mots anglais sont plus faciles, tu peux quand même comprendre qu'est-ce qu'ils te disent. Oui, exactement. Oui, I love that we can do that because we've got francophones in the Glebe and Ottawa, Byward Market and Wellington locations. Like, and, and Canada has Lily. So I think it's just so great that people can, you know, because when we're talking about something that's so personal, Exactly. Yeah. You want to go to your, you know, and we have there are other languages as well. I'm sticking to the two, you know, most common mm -hmm. that, that we. But you, sometimes <laughs> you want to talk about your. Oh, there's your doggy. <laughs> he was there's so good. <laughs> he was so. He was so good. 
until right now. I heard it too. I heard the dog down the hall and I was like, oh, oh. what's his name? What's your dog's name? Henry. I love it. Well, Henry, it's okay. We're almost done. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to let you make a little bit of noise. So thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today. Personal Trainers Who Care podcast. We're going to be talking with you. And if people want to know where they can find you, um, do you have a Facebook or an Instagram or LinkedIn? Where can they find you other than the Bible Market and the Leap? Yeah, so I they can find me on Facebook and Instagram, um, Facebook and LinkedIn by my name, and then on Instagram I'm Sparkly Steffi with a F and an I. I like that Sparkly Steffi. Sparkly Steffi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, that's it for today's edition of our podcast. Now, thank you for watching, but be sure to check out our past podcasts to get to know more members of our fabulous team. And while you're there, make sure that you like and you subscribe for more great health and fitness content. And you can even leave a comment. We always enjoy responding to your comments. And so that is it for today's edition. And we'll see you next time. Thanks again, Tiffany. Thank you so much.